Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, if If you don't change your way of living today, if you continue to live without God, you will end up at a place you don't want to end. And it's one dead end after another dead end. You're lonely, you're guilty, you're fearful, and you're afraid of death. But if you're a Christ follower, we don't like the process of dying because we don't know what any of us know what that's going to be like. But we do like the outcome of dying. Absent from the body, present with God forever. Are you stuck with no purpose in life, fearful of death and lacking passion? Today, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that apart from the Holy Spirit in your life, you will never be able to maximize your time on this earth. The only way to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus is to accept Him into your heart and follow Him daily. Trying to succeed in life outside of Christ is nearly impossible. Every unfortunate situation that comes, there seems to be no hope. Don't allow your life to be fashioned after whether or not circumstances are in your favor. Build your foundation on the rock of Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he begins part one of his series entitled Unlimited Opportunities. I want to talk to you today and give you four or five things as we, as, as we look at your future this year that you can, well, you can just absolutely be guaranteed of. Here's the first one. Write it down at all of our campuses. Number one, we know our future is in God's hands. We know our future, whether it's we die tomorrow or 50 years from now or in 2011, what we know our future is in God's hands. Now, that should be reassuring to us. And how do I know that? Because Psalm 31, 15 says exactly this. My future is in your hands. My future is in your hands. As we look to the future, none of us need to be fearful. As a believer, we're in God's hands. There is absolutely no need for you to be fearful today. You say, Pastor Mike, I just got this lab report yesterday and the doctor just called. There is no need to be fearful. Number one, we all know we're going to die. And so we, we, our future is in God's amazing hands. He knows when and how. Now, as you look at today, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so as you and I face that, there's crazy stuff happening in our world. There's people shooting and murders and all of the things. Our Heavenly Father simply 
the reason we don't have to have a fear, our Heavenly Father has a time. The Bible says there's a time for us to be born. Ecclesiastes says, and there's a time for us to die. You know that. Sometimes we don't want to think about it. But let me just say this. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you should be fearful. Because you're going to go to a place when you die that you don't want to go to, separated from God forever. You see, if, if you don't change your way of living today, if you continue to live without God, you will end up at a place you don't want to end. And it's one dead end after another dead end. It, it, you're lonely, you're guilty, you're fearful, and you're afraid of death. But if you're a Christ follower, we don't like the process of dying because we don't know what any of us know what that's going to be like. But we do like the outcome of dying. Absent from the body, present with God forever. Amen. Forever. <laughs> yeah. So let me give you a little story. Reason you don't need to be fearful. I don't even know why I thought about this, but I did. My dad was a pastor, as you know, and uh, my mom and brother and I used to come to Florida. We had some relatives in Florida. We drive down from Michigan in the car in 25, three days to get down. This is back in the, in like fifties, uh, early fifties. And we'd stay with our relatives some, and then we'd go to the beach. We'd go to Treasure Island often in the Gulf. And uh, I, I learned to swim young, so I was swimming one day. I was eight years old. All of a sudden, an undertow came. I'd never experienced it. Woof, right under me. Just pulled me right out. I was going down for the third time. It was over for me at eight. When I felt a hand grab me and pull me out of the water. It was my earthly father at age eight who saved my life. But it was my heavenly father who allowed that situation because my heavenly father said to me, I'm not done with you yet. See, my times are in God's hands. Now, I thought about that yesterday. What if I'd have been gone at eight, absent from the body, present with the Lord? I wouldn't get to see your smiling faces this morning at all four campuses. You'd have somebody way taller up here teaching you. By the way, that thing stunted me. That, that's what stunted me. <laughs> you know better than that. Do you trust God this morning? Really? Really? You see, if you're going to live in fear, it's going to be miserable. None of us know what's coming tomorrow. But we're in the hands of a heavenly father who does all things right. All things right. My future, in God's hands. Number two, write it down, please. We know our future involves time. Time. One of the most common things that we say to people is this. What time is it? Some of you said that as you looked at the football schedules. What time's the NFL games on today? You want to know. And of course, time is in front of us all over the place. Our iPhones, our iPads. Our, by the way, this year is the iPad year for all kinds of tablets. Get ready. You're going to have one in your home. I predict it because <laughs> it's coming. So time. Some of you, and I won't ask you to raise your hand at any of our four campuses, but some of you are already saying, what time is this turkey going to shut up and the service going to be over? Mm-hmm. I knew you. Well, time. As you and I think about time, it's such a common thing in our lives. But as we think about time, the Bible gives us an amazing perspective. I've asked you to turn to Psalm 90. Let's take a look at it. 
Now, most of the Psalms, not all of them, but most of the Psalms are written by David. But this one happens to be written by Moses. Moses understood time because he spent 40 years in Egypt in Pharaoh's court, 40 years in the wilderness after he killed an Egyptian, and 40 years leading the children of Israel into the promised land. Here's Moses' perspective on time. We begin in verse 1. Psalm 90, join me in all our campuses. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, you brought forth the earth and the world. In other words, before creation. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. No beginning, no end. You turn men back to dust, return to dust, O sons of men. In other words, our times are in his hands. Time to be born, a time to die. And then to give you a perspective of time in eternity. By the way, there is no time in eternity. We step outside of that realm. Notice what he says. For a thousand years in your sight are like but a day that has just gone by or a watch in the night. Skip on down to verse 10. Moses says it like this. The length of our days is 70 years or 80 for Moses, 120 for you and I could be all the way young, all the way to old, maybe 100, 105, whatever. If we have strength, yet their span, those years, is but trouble and sorrow. In other words, in other words, in life, there's some periods that aren't good. There's some years you'd like to forget for everybody. It isn't because we're sinning, it's because we live in that kind of world. And so he says, yet their span sometimes is is just full of trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and they fly away. Now, how many of you here are over 60? Could, Could I see your hand? Okay, good. And the other campuses? Okay, good. For you, time, really, that, that fits it. Now, many of us have watches, and you know, you might have a watch, that click, click, click. If you're over 60, here's how your watch looks. <laughs> Am I right? I thought I just finished doing four Christmas Eve services the day before I did another four. There is something to that. As we get older, it just what? Flies. Now, some of you are younger, you don't get that. You're students, you're 15, 18, 22. Hold on, you'll get it. Because it just flies by, and pretty soon, life is over. Well, that's what, that's what Moses is saying. It, it, just goes, it just goes so quickly to us. So, because time is valuable, remember, there's three things that are most valuable in our life. Just write them down right now quickly. God people, and time. Just write those three things down. All the campuses, God, people, and time. That's really the three keys. God, people, and time. So since time is so valuable, and it goes so quick, Moses gives us an amazing verse, verse 12. I have it on the overhead for you in the New Living Translations. You ought to circle it in your Bible, because it's the verse you want to go back to. Here's what Moses says. God, Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. What does he mean? What is he encouraging us to do? Here it is. The Bible encourages us to make the most 
of our time. To make the most of our time. What does that really mean? Remember, the question we usually ask is, what time is it? What time is the situation this afternoon? What time is the appointment tomorrow? But I was listening to Andy Stanley not long ago, and I love what he said. Notice, don't, now it doesn't mean you shouldn't ask what time it is, but this is not the principal thing. Notice, don't ask what time it is, but what am I doing with my time? What, in the light of life going by, woo, fast, we all have the same amount of time while we're here today. The the question is, how can I grow in wisdom? What am I doing with my time? What was the prayer that we see in verse 12? It's basically like this. God, help me to make wise decisions within the context of the time that I have. God, help me to remember that my days are few. And so I want to use my time to expand the kingdom of God. Because the only thing that really matters is God and people in my time. David would write at the end of many of his psalms, Selah or Selah, which means stop and think about it. So let me ask you a question. Here's today. Look back at the beginning of 2.10 all the way till today. How did you use your time? Stop and think about it. See, I I can't stop and think about it for you. I stop and think about it for me. Did I use my time wisely to expand the kingdom of God? Because that's really all that matters in our life. Now, when I begin to think about that, that opens up to me the third key. Here's the third key. Write it down this morning. What do I know about my future? What do we know about our future here in Melbourne and Sebastian, Orlando and Vieira? Here's what I know. We know our future includes everything needed for godly success. Everything needed for godly success. Now, I want you to go to a verse. It's, it's in the New Testament, almost to the end of your Bible, 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. So just, I'll give you a moment, all the campuses, just get your Bible, go all the way to the book of Revelation and start coming back a few, a few books. 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean, what do you mean godly success? We don't live with the world's value of success. The world's value of success is tied up with those P things, those P things, power, possessions, pride, position. We, we don't live with those as success. Nothing wrong with those. But godly success is simply this, finding God's will and doing it. That, that's success. That's what I'm going to be called to account to. So here in 2 Peter, Peter gives this amazing principle, and you find it in verse 3. I'll read it out of the New Living Translation this morning. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Wow. Everything we need for accomplishing his will. Everything we need 
to do life right. Everything. Now, how does that happen? Notice it just doesn't come on a plate. It just doesn't come from opening the Bible. Notice the next words. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. In other words, everything that I need to do life right has been given to me once I become a follower of Jesus Christ. So again, same principle to those of you that as a moment, God doesn't live in your heart. Now, David would write an amazing psalm. You know this one, Psalm 23. I just want to look at this one verse quickly this morning. Notice what David says. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. You're going to see today, what do you want? You don't have to be in want because God is going to provide what you need. There will be no lack in our life. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get three Cadillacs, a couple of Mercedes, the new BMW, whatever. You hear that garbage on TV. He's talking about whatever you need in your life, whatever I need in my life to accomplish the will of God, which is all about, let's see, hmm, three things. Could we name them this morning? There we are. That's what it's about. So David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Let me just say it this way. If the Lord isn't your shepherd, you're in want. You're empty. You're lonely. You're guilty. And you're afraid to die. You should be. But once the Lord becomes our shepherd, he promises us everything we need to do life right. Now, one time the children of Israel as a nation, failed to enter the promised land. So God said to them, you're going to have to travel 40 years in the wilderness. At the end of that 40 years, Moses writes this. The Lord your God in Deuteronomy has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through the vast desert. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you, and you have lacked nothing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Let me ask you something this morning. You need wisdom today? You've got it, if you're a Christ follower. You need direction this morning? You've got it, if you're a Christ follower. Do you need stamina to stick with it today? You've got it through God. Do you need hope because of the report you just got? What's coming tomorrow? If you're a Christ follower, You've got it. Do you need the power to forgive? You've got it. You see, whatever you need, God will provide to do the things he's called you and I to do. Now, there's a great verse in the Bible. You might want to write it down, just the verse, Psalm 65, 11. You see it. Notice what it says. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. That's amazing. What a promise from God. So understand today, this simply means this, that when I become a Christ follower, God puts within me, since all of us are unique, he puts within me everything I need to accomplish his will. So there is no lack in my life. No lack. If I'm a Christ follower, no lack. And so 
Give me your excuses for not doing what God's asked you to do. Sorry, I don't accept them because they're not valid. Well, I don't have this and best mark, you don't know who I am. And you, I don't accept them because everything I need to do what he asked me to do, I'm not you and you're not me, God's provided. No lack, no excuses. That's huge. That's huge. Now, number four, because of that, Number four, understand this principle. We know our future has unlimited possibilities. Pastor Mark, how in the world can you say that? Well, because of the verse that we just read. If I have everything I need from God to accomplish his will, then I know I serve a God who is, well, way above my abilities. And that means that whatever he has planned for me, it's unlimited. Whatever he has planned for me, it's going to be possible because of God. Now, you're close by. Go a little more toward the middle of your New Testament, not too far, and go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Now, as you get there, go down to verse 20, right here in good old Melbourne. Those of you watching by the internet, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And I want you to understand this promise in connection with the one we just talked about. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Here's what it says. Now, all glory to God, so we know that this is going to be about God, not you and me. God who is able, through his mighty power, so whatever we're going to accomplish is going to be through God and his power, notice, at work within us, at work within me, to accomplish, here it is, infinitely more than we might ask or think. In other words, whatever you think God would do through your life, you can't even imagine what he wants to do. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's really not about what we accomplish. It's what God accomplishes through us. So that means that the future that I have, your future, is is pregnant with possibilities. It's unlimited what's ahead of us. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you some biblical characters and tell you what they did that seemed impossible to them, but it was all part of God's plan, and he allowed them to do it. Now, when we read Bible characters, I'll just mention a couple. Daniel, David, Abraham, Moses, you know, we, we mention these characters and go like, well, cool, but they're like biblical characters. Pastor Mark, I'm not even a pastor. I'm just a person out here. Hello. We're all equal. You take God from any of us, we're exactly the same. We're just helpless people who can't do life. That's why we want to do life. That's our whole slogan here, doing life together with God. We know that our future involves time and that it's all held in God's hands. Today, Pastor Mark encouraged listeners that because our life is short, we should make the most of the time we do have. How are you using your time today to impact the kingdom? The Holy Spirit provides us with more than enough of what is needed. There's no reason to fear the future that is to come. Simply focus on what you can control. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. How can we live a successful life today when there is so much uncertainty in our future? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will give listeners several things they can hold on to regarding the future. More important than anything, we know our future starts today with God. We must consult Him first in all of our future plans. There's no greater one to trust with your future than the one who already knows it. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in again as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the book of Ephesians. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry